0: You are our greatest weapon of all. First step to solving any problem is recognizing there is one. It's time you started today. Being isn't something we thought.
1: All we can ever do for our heroes is remember them. And they gave up two lives. The one they were living with and the one they would have lived. They gave up everything for our country, for us. They place for freedom
0: and justice. And
1: Veterans not getting the timely care that they need. More than one percent of Americans serving in uniform. The good news is, is that in recent years we've made historic investments to boost the VA budget. What is it? Why should we care? We should
0: care about press freedom because because we were informed.
1: In democratic societies, free, diverse, and pluralist media enable public debates and are essential checks power. You don't of look satisfied.
0: Let's discuss.
1: Hey guys, how you guys doing? Um, welcome to Vet to Vet podcast, episode five: Choosing a VSO. Uh, if it's your first time listening, then thanks for coming. The podcast is produced every week. Um, as a short reminder, Vet to Vet is a nonprofit educational project dedicated to assisting veterans with adjustment to civilian lifestyle. And to provide assistance in obtaining um, your VA and other available benefits that you have earned. Yeah. So, let's get into the show. And figure out what, you, what we're doing today. Yep. So, <coughs> choosing a VSO. So, definitely, uh, it shouldn't be a VSO, but it's got to be an agent. Uh, you can appoint an attorney, claim agent, VSO, or some other organizations that would represent you uh, in VA, like in front of VA. Or when you're trying to file a claim, say this is just simply too much
0: for you and you don't really know what you're doing or you're not really confident that you could do it, certainly talk to a service officer and see if they could help you out in the process. And there's plenty of different organizations that have their own service officers and their own training styles.
1: Yeah. Pretty much it's all covered in uh, VA regulation, not even VA, Uh, like in um, 38 uh, USC uh, title uh, 5902-03 and 5904 covers that you can appoint any agent uh, to represent you in front of VA. So there is a list of uh, nationally recognized VSO that or via organizations who can represent you. So, and I guess one of the oldest one um, is American Legion. Yeah, I'm sure you guys have heard these guys like you'll see a lot of American Legion posts or
0: little like uh, little American Legion bars, things like that that might be in your town. Usually there's a guy somewhere around that area that knows how to file disability claims
1: for you. Yeah, and that's and all organization was chartered in 1919, so they got some experience. Um, over 2.4 millions and uh, more than 14,000 14, uh, posts all over the country. So, so hopefully there's one near your town. So yeah, that guy, those guys might be helpful. Yeah, and uh, they uh, might help you with filling your benefits claim. With your employment assistance through for job fairs, educational benefits, health, and medical coverage, and uh, maybe many more. So,
0: we're all trying to aim in the same direction. um,
1: The other organization is AMVETS
0: or American Veterans. Um, Same thing like American Legion. These guys popped off around 1944. And by 1947, they were chartered as the first World War II veteran organization. So these guys definitely know a lot when it comes to modern combat and the things that we deal with in modern times.
1: Yeah, pretty much the same as uh, American Legion. You can get free assistance for compensation and benefits claims. Um, They can help you with some transition assistance, career. They They also have career centers that might be helpful for you to find your job. Uh, <clears throat> I heard they got some scholarship, but I'm not too familiar with that. Uh, yeah, I think they do have scholarships. I'm not. I've never
0: gotten one personally from any of the groups, but I never applied either. Uh, but yeah, a lot of these guys will help out in any which way they can. And all you gotta do the main thing, regardless of who you talk to, is ask whatever you're trying to go for. Ask them to see if they could help you. If they can't help you, ask them if they know somebody that can.
1: Well, another big one is DAV, Disabled American Veterans.
0: Yeah. And one of the things you want to know when it comes to these groups is you don't have to be a disabled American vet. You don't have to be a a veteran of a foreign war. You don't have to be a Purple Heart to seek these groups out. All you need to do is just ask them for help, and they will help you.
1: Yeah. So, the Disabled American Veterans also was... Formed back in 1920s, and uh, you can always expect assistance from them for filling your VA benefits claims, for transitional assistance, for um, transportation. Uh, Definitely, transportation's
0: a good one. DAV is really good at helping out vets with transportation issues.
1: Uh, job search assistance, uh, outreach programs, and information seminars. Uh, Maybe disaster relief? Yeah. Um, They uh, also provide assistance for homeless veterans. And uh, many more, just check online if you got any of uh, DAV offices uh, not far away from you. The next one would be... The Iraq Afghan Veterans of America.
0: They're definitely one of the newer groups for sure. But they're definitely putting themselves on the map and they've been doing a lot of good things.
1: <clears throat> yeah, pretty much they uh, host hundreds of events nationwide uh, each year. They uh, try to create opportunities for vets and their families to connect with each other and uh, got the same list of uh, services they provide as many other organizations such as American Legion or DAV. So they would help you with your disability claims, educational benefits, uh, mental health, financial assistance, employment services, um, maybe housing.
0: An- that- an- yeah, another real famous one that a lot of people know is the VFW, or the Veterans of Foreign War. They've been around since 1899, so they definitely have a good idea how the VA works from top to bottom and what veterans need need to do to get to where they need to go. Not a bad group at all.
1: Yeah, so they've been existed for a long, long time, tracing their roots back to Spanish-American War, yeah. uh, Philippine insurrection. So just if you don't know the story or maybe uh, the history, they might be able to tell you something about that. Even if you want to file, if you don't want to file a claim.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like the, the history that these guys have is incredible.
1: Yeah, so they would be helpful to to help you out with filling a VA benefits claim, uh, separation benefits, um, educational benefits, uh, uh, maybe some scholarships, and uh, I heard that they might be able to provide some financial aid up to twenty five hundred uh, based on, uh, need basis. Yeah. But always ask them. So another group would be?
0: Um, Vietnam Veterans of America. <laughs> these guys I respect a lot because if it wasn't for the Vietnam vets pushing and doing all the things they had to do for their own benefits, we would be beyond years behind. If it was, thankfully these guys kept fighting and fighting for their benefits, and that's where we're at today and getting the, uh, be- the better treatment than we've ever had. When it comes to veterans with disability claims, Vietnam vets understand the struggle of it far greater than most, I think. And so, if you have a curiosity about presumptive conditions or maybe secondary conditions, these guys ain't a bad bad route to ask.
1: Um, so, say B- provides the same services as anybody else. Yeah. Um, The other one is a famous one, it's Wounded Warrior Project. Yeah, you see these
0: guys a lot on commercials, baseball games, football games, things like that. They're definitely getting their name out there. Again, it's just another group that's trying to help. And you don't have to pick one or the other, but you could definitely ask around and see who's going to help you the most for your particular needs.
1: Yeah. There might be much more organizations that we know about. Those are... Uh, famous ones that you know about?
0: Yeah, there's certainly other groups that we didn't really mention. Um, The Paralyzed Veterans of America are really great when it comes to the, like, SMC awards, which are, like, special monthly compensation because of severe disabilities. Those dudes are really great at that. You got the uh, Jewish War Veterans of America, incredible group, incredible knowledge that they have. So there's certainly other groups that we may have not mentioned, but they're out there. And they are recognized from the VA, so make sure whoever you are talking to, when it comes to your disability claim, that they are a recognized group with the VA, and you should do it right.
1: Yeah, the easy way to research all those organizations is to go online to VA website or just Google. Uh, by the way, Google doesn't pay us. Oh, uh, <laughs> or Google, or use Bing or Yahoo or anything like that. So any search engine and. Uh, uh, Plug-in Directory of Veterans Service Organizations and uh, normally you would get a PDF file with all the organizations that might be helpful to you.
0: Yeah, and at the very least there should, whatever, whatever county you happen to live in, there should be a county service officer or a CVSO.
1: Yeah, but if you somebody like me, the easiest way to do it is just to find nearest VA hospital and ask for a VSO. Yeah. That's it. You can ask janitor. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, let's focus a little bit about uh, a little bit on uh, uh, VSOs themselves So somebody uh, like uh, Joe or some, like somebody who would work for a county or for the state and um, sometimes it's difficult to find a good one or maybe not a good one. Maybe somebody who would understand you or who would treat you or treat your issues uh, the same way he would treat their issues. Yeah. So the same way. And uh, sometimes you would get some kind of superstitious idea that uh, VSOs would have uh, access to inside information. Uh, maybe uh, got some friends at VA and would push your uh, claim much further. In general, it's not true, but definitely they would know the process that you got to follow.
0: Yeah, there's really no sneaky ways around getting your claim faster or anything like that. The main thing is you want a service officer that's going to help back your situation.
1: Yeah, and you don't have to rely on VSO. You can just go for consulta- consultation and uh, ask like what you should do and what kind of not even outcome but what kind of process you got to follow. Because yeah. um what I when I did mine uh my claim, uh what I found online sometimes, uh, some kind of opinion so well I guess it's a matter of opinion. No VSO can do uh, as good job as a veteran him herself can do. Uh, most VSOs just give pep talks, provide forms and submit paperwork. Um just Just be my sheet and they don't follow. And then it's up to you after one or two years and your claim was submitted and maybe not to figure out that nothing happened. It's just an opinion. So it's not, it don't have to be your case. Definitely the only way you can help yourself better is to supervise the whole process.
0: Yeah, definitely don't give anybody benefit of doubt. At the end of the day, it is your claim, it is your life. So make sure you stay on top of it. If you go through a service officer and you file a claim with them, get copies of when they submitted it. If you're curious, I've been waiting two months, I haven't got a letter, what's going on? Call the VA at the 1-800 number, 1-800-827-1000. It is a pain in the ass, but you will get through if you keep trying at it. It's like calling a radio station trying to win tickets, so it will take a few tries. Um, You could always hit up that organization that you went to and ask for the status of your claim that sometimes the service officers in the little satellite office that they're at, they don't have direct access to the VA or your VA medical records, but they can try to get in contact with the people that they work for, and those guys can give you an idea of where your status is.
1: Yeah, for myself, I just use um, an easy list to figure out if I want to go with VSO or not. So, definitely VSOs are in direct contact with VA. Um or, in, or at least they use they, they help us as a bridge in between like yeah. us and them.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, they uh, generally would organize your file. so they would have some kind of folder and um, give you an idea of things that might be missing. like maybe
0: you forgot to bring your diagnosis letter showing that you're diagnosed with this condition. Maybe you simply forgot to bring your two fourteen, and because you just really just trying to get advice, but you happen to file a claim that day, you know. So they give you an idea of things that are missing, and the next steps that you should be prepared for
1: as yeah. you go along the process. Also, some of them might be able to talk to the raters and um, to figure out like how actually the system works, how the ratings come out. Yeah, or what they're looking
0: for, you know. So then, when you're trying to file for that upgrade, or you're trying to file for this condition. You get an idea of what the raider is needing to get you to be successful.
1: Yeah. So, from my um, understanding, that in general, VSOs understand what is needed and what is not. Probably, um, I don't know. Maybe a, a receipt from the grocery store from the grocery store is not doesn't have to be in your file. Right. And uh, you know, some people might bring it, some not. But VSO would check on it. Uh, also, they would be able to give you attention one-on-one. That's, yeah. At least that's a big one for me. So I don't want to talk about my issues to anybody on the street, and I definitely would like to talk with somebody who would understand at least um, at one moment was in the same shoes as myself.
0: Yeah, and service officers are supposed to give you that respect, so they shouldn't be talking to anybody else about your issues or anything like that. There is a privacy. Thing that should be held.
1: Yeah, and also like later on, uh, never happened to me, but who knows? Uh, they might be able to point you or to help you with some like legal questions or provide you legal uh, representation. Even though they're not lawyers, but they might have somebody uh, who is attached to a VS organization, or they might be able to point you into direction where you can get legal help for free. Yeah, Yeah, there's always pro bono attorney, especially around here in Los Angeles. We have a
0: list of guys that could help you out with whatever that might be. When it comes to your disability claim, service officers could definitely help you from beginning to end all the way up to the appeals process. So.
1: Yeah, and um, maybe it sounds cheesy and sometimes difficult, but uh, try to stay positive on uh, what you're trying to achieve. Yeah, don't give up.
0: Yeah, you know what happened to you far greater than anybody else does when it comes to your service. So if you get denied, but you know damn well it's due, due do your service and nothing else. Then keep fighting it because you know it's true.
1: So that, other big question would be once you figure out. So okay, I want to go to VSO. uh, What should I do? I would suggest you a short list of questions that you want to ask your uh, VSO. And uh, maybe the first one for myself um, that I would ask you, so what should I do to prove uh, like what happened to me, what kind of uh, documents you are requiring from me, like what should I do? So
0: usually what you want to bring is your 214 to show that you were in service, your military medical records if you have them if you happen to have them. I know a lot of the older guys don't have them anymore and some of the newer guys just don't have them or they might be in storage in another state. If you don't have them, it makes things a little harder, but it's not impossible. The second, the third thing you would want is current records showing that you're still dealing with whatever issue you're trying to file for. The whole thing is not necessarily about what happened to you in service, it's about what you can approve. So a lot of guys will have issues with the sleep apnea claim because they never claim sleep apnea in service because I don't really know many people that have. Even though if you ever slept in a tent you know half the dudes you've served with are snoring. It's just no one complained about it. So what you want to show now is that you have current records showing that you are with sleep apnea. Things like that. But it's always about trying to tie the dots together.
1: Yeah. So Joe already touched on that question. So the second one would be what medical evidence and opinion can I obtain to help you support my claim? So, um, you touched a little bit on uh, um, the diagnosis.
0: You definitely want to get diagnosed, but just because you're diagnosed with an issue doesn't necessarily mean it's due to your service, it could be because of anything else. If you have a decent doctor, some doctors are shy, but if you have a decent doctor, get them to write a letter saying that you have this condition and that there's a likelihood that it is due to your service. It doesn't have to be a hundred percent, it just has to be that there's a likelihood that this guy would have this condition because of his military history. If you could tie those dots and then you have a doctor that could write those letters for you, you're good to go.
1: So, going a little bit further, my third question would be uh, what statements from friends, uh, maybe from employers, uh, from uh, family members uh, I might obtain to help support my claim? Yeah, when it comes to friends, employers, family members,
0: what you want them to, to write about is, if they knew you before service, how you were. If they knew you after service, how how you've changed. Little things that mess with you, say like with your employers, you're missing work a lot because of your headaches. With family members, they see you, like say your wife or your husband, they see you waking up in the middle of the night, checking the locks over and over again. You know, maybe you snore too damn much. Your friends, say you served with somebody and they saw you five, fall out of that five-ton one time, or they saw you slip on the snow and, and bust your head. Things like that to help put it in service because the, the guys that are rating you, they're looking at paperwork all day. And you know if you're reading anything after a while, it gets boring and you just get tired. But if you have something that sh- says directly that it's due to your service, then at least they could try to help tie the dots for you.
1: Okay, yeah, once I got all those documents uh, uh, in one folder all together, uh, I would ask VSO a question, what do you see um, as issues in my case? Do I have any issues? Yeah,
0: um, You could, and that's a good reason why you want to bring your medical records to a service officer, because there might be things in there that you don't think are a big deal. But the service officer could pick through it and say, hey, what's up with this headache? What's with the shaving profile? What's with the ringing in the ears? Things like that that you may not think of that we could pull out and file for because it is in your service.
1: Yeah. Even later on, like my other question would be, let's say I file it myself and I get a letter from VA asking for information. So I would ask you a question, what should I do if I get some kind of uh, letter like that?
0: Yeah, and that's never a problem either, is you could always ask them, what is the VA a- a- actually asking me with this letter? Because sometimes the letters are confusing and usually when, the, when you get a letter from the VA that's confusing, they want some from you. And you know, so it's never a problem to ask what, what the VA is looking for. So you don't give them the wrong thing. So you don't hang yourself. You know, it's never a problem to ask.
1: Yeah. Um, another big one would be, uh, um, when should I get an, like when should I expect an answer from VA? How long should I wait? It's difficult to answer. But... Yeah, yeah, it's definitely difficult to answer because all the different
0: regional offices have different workloads, different styles different success rates for whatever reason. On average, with the fully developed claim, the idea is supposed to be around 90 days. I always say on average, the way they're moving right now, at least here in Los Angeles, you're probably looking around three to six months to hear the yes or no. When my claim was in Oakland a few years ago, it took almost three years just for the claim without any denial or anything. So it kind of just depends on that regional office style and standards. But on average you're looking at less than a year to hear the yes or no.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> Another tricky question might be, um, if DA denies my claim and I appeal, how long should I how long should that process take? If you happen to get denied,
0: number one what you want to do is look at why they denied you. If they denied you because they said you're not diagnosed, if they denied you because they said you didn't go to the medical exam that they provided, they denied you saying that there's simply no records, those are the things you're gonna to try to argue but the main thing is on that denial letter, the top of the top of the front page with that date. That date will be when they made that decision. You have a year from that date to argue it. If you let a year go and you still want to argue it, you're starting all over and you've missed out on all that potential back pay that might be awarded to you.
1: Yeah, uh, so once you got all those answers, you might also ask So if uh, there are any other benefits that I may be eligible for. Maybe they got I don't know Disneyland tickets for free. Yeah, there's a yeah Disney's a little harder. Uh, SeaWorld was cool with us for a little bit.
0: Uh, Knott's Berry Farm, things like that. But there's always these like little random benefits, you know. Even if it's like a discount at like uh, Buffalo Wild Wings, things like that. It's always worth asking because you never know. Like here in Los Angeles, depending on your disability rating, your kids could go to college for free. You get discounts on your uh, property taxes. You may not even have to pay your registration fees on your car anymore for the rest of your life. Free state and federal park passes. All these little things that you might be entitled to that you're not aware
1: of. Um, so, and uh, maybe another personal question that I would ask if uh, if VSO, VSO would tell me if my claim has no chance of success. And uh, if I should drop my claim.
0: Yeah, um, that's definitely a harder one, too, because you don't want to tell people no. Like, our job is really not to try to tell you guys no. It's really about trying to figure out how to get you to the yes and where you're trying to go for your life. But sometimes there are things that are simply not going to work. You know, like, say, a lot of Agent Orange issues, even though there's a presumptive list with a lot of conditions, there's still some conditions that are not on there. If they're not on that presumptive list, they're not going to do anything for you, no matter how much you argue it. It gets harder to add those things, little things like that. Like, it gets harder. But if you, a decent service officer should at least give you a rough estimate in their in their belief about the odds that you have of succeeding with this, they're not. And that's at least with the service officer. What you're trying to do is give people better odds. And it's just it's all an opinion, so you don't have to accept that opinion but it's really about trying to get you better odds because you don't want to argue something that's going to take years in appeals for a zero percent. It's kind of pointless. But there might be some condition that you could argue for now that might get you a higher percentage and quicker return. So always ask a service officer and at least get their opinion. But if you really think you should go for it,
1: go for it. Yeah. From my experience, uh, my short experience, um, the answers for most of those questions will vary, depends on the VSO, depends on the organizations that you are trying to yeah, your mil- ask. Yeah,
0: your military history, all that stuff.
1: And uh, yeah, uh, I think that an experienced advocate will explain that the VA claim process can take a very long period of time and there is no guarantee that you will win your benefits quickly. And maybe. They, they can't give you any guarantees that you will win your claim. Right. Um, also, an experienced advocate will also not hesitate to compare your service records and your supporting evidence um, with the evidence that is needed to support your claim and give you an honest answer about your chances of success. Yeah. It's a difficult one, but you might get an, some kind of answer or understanding of what you can expect.
0: Yeah, it's all when it comes to service officers it's just opinions from what we've seen with the older cases that we've worked on. So there's no there's really no guarantees, just like in life. But just like in life you try your best to be successful.
1: Yeah, sometimes don't push those questions too uh, far away because some organization limits the extent of their representations representation because sometimes they won't be able to help you with this stuff but they might be helped with something
0: else.
1: So, uh, also most veteran service organizations do not guarantee that they will represent you uh, before U.S. courts of veterans appeals. That's true. Yeah. So, very few of them might be helpful with that.
0: But if they say you're up to that point, you could always ask them for pro bono attorneys or somebody else that might be able to help you with that process.
1: Yeah, and uh, as a Personal opinion, I would say just go with your gut. If you like that person, just stick with him.
0: Yeah. At the end of the day, you just want somebody that's going to try to back you up the best that they can. If you don't think you're getting the acknowledgement you deserve, if you don't think that that person believes your story or they just it's too much of a hassle for them, then go for someone else. It's never a problem whether it's in the same group or you're just picking another group in general. It's really not about the groups, it's about that individual that's helping you. So as long as they're trying to do their best, you should be all right.
1: Um couple of hints. So whatever organization you choose, the VSO should not charge you any sort of fee.
0: Yeah. When it comes to us, that's the major difference when it comes to attorneys and service officers. We don't charge. We get paid through the groups, we get paid because we're like a what the county or the state, but no money should be coming from the veteran, so don't let them charge you.
1: Yeah, any um, paperwork trail uh, is VSO or VSO with VA, just request a copy.
0: Yeah, so if you, re- if you submitted copies to a service officer, they should have them in their records. To some degree, some, some service organizations don't copy all the medical records, but they'll copy your military record and your claims for the most part. Definitely your claims and the things that you've signed, so they should have copies of it. But you should have copies of it too before you leave that day.
1: Yeah. Also, like general advice, keep in touch with your advocate. Uh, maybe uh, I don't know. Maybe wish him a happy Valentine's Day and ask <laughs> what's going on with your claim, or just get to an appo- just go to an appointment and see what's going on. Or just maybe uh, you might not get an answer because he might not know that at what stage your claim is at VA, but he might give you some moral support. Yeah. And that's, I I feel like it's more important.
0: Definitely, always keep in touch with them. If you're ever curious what's going on with your claim, or you just have a funny feeling, your address changes, whatever the case may be, talk to that service officer and make sure he's in the loop of what's going on in your life.
1: Yeah, and um, as been said, your first appointment is the most important. You got to try, you need to figure out or you need to ask your VA, so what kind of documents you need? Because you want to submit all those documents together. Yeah. Because more more requests you send to VA, more chances you, you get that that document might end up with a different folder.
0: Yeah, Yeah. so usually the first time around when you're talking to a service officer, it's really just building a game plan about what you're trying to achieve and what you need to do. And once you got that game plan settled, if the service officer is fairly decent, he'll tell you what you need and what you need to bring back to his office the next time around. So when you, when you come back, you should have everything there and ready to go, and hopefully you have a fully
1: developed plan going. Yeah. Um, as a short example, I like guess for myself, how it happened. Um, I wish I knew a little bit more about that, but what I did, I just submitted a form uh, claiming couple uh, disabilities and my whole medical record. That's it, <laughs> the whole one, everything, like everything I got from the military. I didn't pull out anything, I didn't add anything, just whatever I had, I just put in file. Yeah, that's it. My like first appointment was fast, 20 minutes, maybe 15. But it doesn't mean that yours got to be the same. If you got all that information and you come a little bit more prepared, mm. just be better than me, that's it. And uh, yeah. When you first um, apply for VA benefits, uh, VA will assign a unique claim number to your claim. Uh, at least for California, like the way it's going right now, it used to be C-file, but it, right now it's just your social security number or last four of your social security number.
0: Yeah, most, most current guys, newer guys, uh, your VA claim number will more likely be your social. And you'll see that when you start getting those letters from the VA about your claim. They'll be on the top right corner. It'll say claim number, and more than likely, it'll be your social. And that's what it is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that's it for this podcast. Thanks for listening. Come back often. Feel free to subscribe on iTunes, uh, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And all links are provided in the podcast notes. Yeah.
0: Hope this is uh, helping you guys out. And if you have any questions, please let us know.
1: Yeah. And um, like as always, do you have any suggestions for book, film? Uh, or documentary?
0: You know, I like the Lego documentary not too long I watched that not too long ago. Not exactly military, but it was pretty cool. Well,
1: I'm definitely gonna check it out maybe today. <laughs> uh, and uh, Quote of the Day by George Orwell. Uh, people sleep
0: peacefully in their beds at night. Only because rough men stand ready to do violence on their behalf.
1: The way it goes. Yeah, true Sometimes true. unfortunately. True words. Yeah. thanks. Have a good one. Thank you.